6: This Valentine's Day, you know just what to get that special someone because you know just what makes them tick. So head on over to proflowers.com to get fresh this Valentine's Day and get 15% off through February 14th on gifts for your special someone with promo code CRUSH15. See website for details.
7: What grows in the forest? Our imagination and
6: our family bonds.
7: The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
8: We have officially reached Super Bowl week, Sean, but before we can get to the Super Bowl, everybody alight and uh, sharing their different opinions on whether or not it is a good move or a bad move for the Rams and the Lions to have traded first-round picks, the former number one picks, Jared Goff, and uh, Matthew Stafford changing places. Is Matthew Stafford good enough to make a big difference for the Rams in their pursuit of a Super Bowl? Do you like the move, Sean?
9: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one thing about Matthew Stafford, I want to just, you know, kind of put this out there. He's been a great player in a really, really bad organization uh, for a long time. And though I do feel like he probably should have been on the move three or four years ago. Um, what is his 11th or 12th year now it is. Um, he probably should have been on the move a, a lot earlier, a lot sooner. Uh, he still is a really damn good quarterback and it is an upgrade from Jared Goff.
8: So is this basically Super Bowl or bust when you look at what the Rams are giving up for Matthew Stafford? Is that a fair way to read
9: this trade? No doubt about it, because if you look at, you know, some of the reasons they, they failed this year, it was at the quarterback position. You know, you can't talk about their defense. They had the what you know, top two or three defenses in the National Football League. Uh they have great players in and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. So, you know, they've taken care of them on that side of the ball. they they've been able to produce at the wide receiver position, but when one position they haven't been able to produce at is the quarterback position. And, you know, with Jared Goff, you get a very hit-or-miss uh, situation. It wasn't by lack of effort. It was a lack of talent. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Matthew Stafford, talent-wise, is a huge upgrade from Jared Goff. And, I, and I've said this before, and I've been saying it over the last few weeks. Matthew Stafford has never really got the credit he deserved. Um, because you know the, the the losing records in the organization, them not having very many TV games, um, you know the numbers are there, and he can throw the ball. I mean, look what he's done with Calvin Johnson when he was there over his career. The problem is they never gave him enough help around as in a total team. He was always gifted one player here, one player there. He's got a offense and a defense with the Rams, and he will be successful there.
8: What do you think? You mentioned the defense for the Rams. What do you think that Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey thought when they saw this news?
9: That we can finally have an opportunity to get a ring? I mean, that's what you think of as a defensive player when you bring in uh, a quarterback who can go out and make plays for you. Uh, it is an instant relief because, you know, now those guys can go out there and know that them having a the top two or three defense in the National Football League is going to mean something. Um, you know, this year they played out of, out of this world. They they turned the ball over. They were getting sacks. I mean, Aaron Donald, uh, what he did on the front line, and and, and giving those guys, uh, you know, some room back there, and and, and uh, Jalen Ramsey being the best cornerback in football, uh, and just uh, you know other players in the defense, man, who really stepped up. The only only position on that team that they that they struggled in, in my opinion, was the quarterback position, and they fixed that problem.
8: All right, so let's look at the the, the Detroit Lions' perspective. Do you think they believe that Jared Goff is the guy going forward for them, or was this just about getting as many first round picks as they could, and so they were willing to eat the Jared Goff uh salary when otherwise the Rams would have theoretically maybe had to release him and just deal with the fact that they couldn't find somebody else to take on that that salary that they signed him to
9: this was this was in my opinion, this is all about the picks. Um, because you know what their record this year, I don't know what they're picking at this year, but now you're talking about two two first rounds. I believe they got a second in there, right, or something along those lines, um, or another picking around. And so, any any anybody who's ever played a lick of football, or watched liquor football, knows that Matt, you know, Jared Goff is not a upgrade from Matthew Stafford. It's just not. Um, not mechanical-wise, not uh, athlete-wise, not a quarterback position, or, you know, no parts of the game is Jared Goff an upgrade. Um, So this is all about a draft pick. Now, I will say this, Jared Goff wanted out of the Rams organization. He wanted to be gone. He felt like he wasn't appreciated there. So sometimes, sometimes a change of scenery and a change of organization can, you know, give you that extra little spunk that you need to go out and, and, and feel better about actually being one in the organization that wants you there. Um, But at the the end of the day, if you're the Rams, uh, I'm sorry, if you're the uh, Detroit Lions, this is a business decision. Uh, Go ahead and eat that salary. It's a big salary. No problem. We'll take care of it. But we're building for the next three to five years with those extra picks. So how much
8: is Deshaun Watson worth? Now that you know that uh, Jared Goff is worth two first-rounders and you're willing to take on Jared Goff's contract, I mean, if you're the Houston Texans, even if you don't want to trade Deshaun Watson, you had to see what the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford and think to yourself, my goodness, we are going to get some King's ransom offers probably in the NFL in order to move Deshaun Watson. We don't have to do it. We've got him under contract. But three first-rounders probably is a minimum, right? Like If if your 33-year-old quarterback Matthew Stafford's worth two, I would think that Deshaun Watson has to be worth at least
9: three, right? Well, I'm looking at this; it almost makes Deshaun Watson untradeable. I mean, it really does because if I'm Deshaun wat if, if I'm the, the the Houston Texans, and I have a Deshaun Watson there, I am asking for three three first round picks, yeah, maybe second, and maybe two players. I'm asking for the house, yeah. And there's probably only three or four teams that's willing to do that. So now it takes you out of the pool of being ten teams or twelve teams, now down to. Maybe three or four that even will consider or entertain that idea of of having that many guys gone out of one trade. I mean, you know, we, we've we we've seen big things like that happen in the past. And I don't I don't know if they gave it with I think what Herschel Walker was the was the craziest one in the history. Yes, uh, with trades and picks and things like that. But we're kind of looking at the same situation when you're talking about Deshaun Watson because um, he is he he is very valuable to organization. He just needs to be somewhere where you have an organization that's going to support him. Uh, is not going to treat the players as if they're a jersey number. And the CEO of of your organization, which is Deshaun Watson, should have an input on everything you do going forward. Um, so I- until they start respecting players down there in Houston, you're not going to have a whole lot of, uh, of, of players and free agents looking to willingly just go down there.
8: Would you rather – this? to me, one of the interesting things about the Rams move is you mentioned the Herschel Walker trade. That was the trade – what they like 1989. Dub, you can look up what year that Herschel Walker trade happened, but I think it was like 89, if I'm not mistaken. That was the trade that really went a long way towards establishing the value of draft picks, because Jimmy Johnson got all those incredible collection of draft picks that he was able to turn into that Dallas Cowboy dynasty with Troy Eggman and Michael Irvin and and, uh, and Emmett Smith and all those guys. Uh, that was, yeah. Dub says it was 1989. That change that almost made everybody else nervous about trading superstars for lots of picks, right? That that legacy of the Cowboys winning that trade by such a massive amount. Do you think now the Rams are spinning that back on its head a little bit? Because the reason I'm going to bring it up is in the last couple of years, they've given up two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey, who's the best corner in the NFL, I think. I'm curious if you agree with that. And now they're going to get Matthew Stafford, and they're giving up two first-rounders for him as well. They're basically saying, hey, if we can get a true stud at at the position, right, corner and quarterback, we're willing to give up two first-rounders because the odds of us getting a player of their caliber is so low, it's kind of spinning it back on its head, that 1989 move, and saying, hey, maybe we're overvaluing draft picks now. Over talent, does that make any sense to you at all? Is that an interesting angle for you in terms of management of a football team?
9: It, it is, it is. But you know, I would kind of combat that by saying this: the Rams are pretty close, right? They're pretty close to the team. If they're sitting around and they got a six and ten record, or you know, whatever the record is at the end of the season, and they're not that great, you're in, you're in a division where you have to compete, yeah. Um, right? You got Kyler Murray, you got Russell, you got. Um, you're going to be second and third in that division for a very long time, just because of the quarterbacks you have to play week in and week out in that division. So you got to, you, you have to make this splash. You have to do the things that they're doing. And though you know some people may sit back and say that's crazy, but a lot of people don't understand how good Matthew Stafford is. And a quarterback like him, with that team that you already have, will take you over the hump. They will put you number one in that division, and you're going to have to be there because. You have to see Russell Wilson. You have to see Calumari. you got to see these guys. And, look, we don't even know what San Fran's going to do just yet. So if San Fran goes out and makes a splash in a quarterback in the market, now you really uh, have to do something like they're doing right now. So I, I, I give them credit. Uh, a lot of people looking at it saying that's crazy. I wouldn't give up that. And I, I would agree with that and say it is crazy if they wasn't so close already and if they didn't play in that division. Then I would say that's a little mad.
6: Look. Valentine's Day is almost here, and you know what that means. It's time to... Luckily, you know what makes her blush. Fresh blooms and gifts from ProFlowers. Head over to ProFlowers.com and use code CRUSH15 through February 14th and get 15% off all the best blooms and gifts that will really make your special someone on Valentine's Day. Get fresh this Valentine's Day with ProFlowers. See website for details.
8: Sean Merriman, Lights Out Podcast Network here on iHeart. I'm going to give you a lot of credit here. I think last week you tossed out something that I've seen a lot of other people start to discuss, and you were the first person that I heard say it, which was Deshaun Watson potentially for the number one overall pick. Would Urban Meyer be interested in that move? Would you make that move if you were the Texans? Uh, Would you be willing to believe enough in Trevor Lawrence that you would move on from Deshaun Watson? I'm sure the Jags would have to give you something else as well, but the primary move there... Would be basically Trevor Lawrence in exchange for Deshaun Watson with the Jags, uh, likely having to give the Texans additional compensation. But is that an idea you would consider at all if you were Urban Meyer?
9: Yeah, absolutely. But I would I would consider it even more. And I, and I've talked to uh, to Urban Meyer uh, briefly way before he got a, a coaching job, and I knew that at some point in time he was going to coach. And I know that he needs a uh, a, a stud quarterback. To come in and really make a splash, like he they're, they're about to do. Now, the reason why I would do that is because it, Deshaun Watson has already put it out there publicly that he wants out. Yeah. Right. So, you, you know, so now at, at that point, I don't think your teams are going to be willing to give up as much as they right. would if it kind of stayed on the hush or stayed quiet. I mean, Matthew Stafford talked about it just recently, but that they've been in talks behind the scenes for a very long time. We we all know that Deshaun Watson is disgruntled. We all know that he don't have any trust in the organization. There's nothing mutually respectable about the, the, the departure. There's nothing. It's the total opposite of Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's like, hey, I'm moving on, guys. I did everything I could here. You guys are going in the wrong direction. Let's shake hands and we both walk away. It's not like that with Deshaun Watson. But you know, in that case, yes, I would make a move for Deshaun Watson if I'm Urban Meyer. And, 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 and that way you move up to number one if you're the Texans and you go after and get Trevor Lawrence. It's a big win. Uh, but in that case, you're not gonna. I, I just don't believe that they're going to be able to get the three or four uh, first round draft picks or whatever else they're looking for.
8: All right, Super Bowl is going on Sunday, final game of the year in the NFL. Uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, around a three point underdog, they are at home. The Kansas City Chiefs are not going to fly in until the day before the game. How do you break it down? Who should be favored? What do you anticipate to see in this game?
9: Well, well, look, I've I, I spent a lot of time going against Tom Brady, and I'm talking about picking against him. Which, yeah. uh, you know, By the way, how much but, did you love, before we get to
8: that game, how much did you love that somebody close to Matthew Stafford or Matthew Stafford himself said that he had told the Lions, I'm fine being traded to any team except the Patriots?
9: Uh, that that melted my heart, Clay. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs>
8: that, that made me
9: very happy. I, I started to go and look up, but went on uh, the NFL shop and get me a Matthew Stafford jersey. <laughs> that, that that was my mentality. It's like you know what, I'll play for anybody, but I ain't going there. Um, so that that you know just showed me what his mentality was about that. And then look, the second part of that is, uh, you know, they're traveling there. Um, the day before, and I can understand it because it's, and it's actually smart if you think about it uh, with COVID and everything else going on. And, you know, you just want to be as comfortable as possible, uh, you know, leading up to the game. So it doesn't get much more comfortable than you being at home. Um, I, I It's hard for me to go against Tom Brady, but the only problem you have in facing this, you got a team with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill that can throw up 21 points in a quarter. Yep. So you know, if they were going against anybody else, I would pick the Bucks seriously because I just I can't go against Tom Brady. He's been in this situation too many times. He's found ways to win. Um, but when you're playing the team, they can put up at 21 points at any given time. They're going to be hard to beat because you know they're going to have a you know maybe a not so great of two or three quarters, but that fourth quarter they can come and strike at any point in time. So,
8: it, Tyreek Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey. Are they the best wide receiver and tight end combo right now? And I know a big part of it is having Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball to them. But are they the best that you can think of in NFL history to be going side by side with each other right now? Is a pretty unbelievable duo.
9: Absolutely, and the, you know, the kind of watching as a former defensive player, uh, they're it's the perfect combination along with Andy Reid because he they find ways to uh, to hurt you. Uh, you know Tyreek Hill is going to go deep and stretch the field out. And Travis Kelsey is right under under him and finding holes in the defense and sitting down and getting creative. And the linebacker can't run with him, and he's too big for a defensive back to keep up with him. So they find these mismatches. So you know Andy Reid put these guys in positions to win over and over again. And I, I can't—it's hard to fathom how creative uh, that they keep on getting week in and week out. And they're running some of the same plays just out of different formations. And you look and you know, and I, I watched a ton of film, hours and you know, tens of thousands of hours of film over my lifetime. And you sit there and watch it. Okay, how can I stop these guys? How can I stop them? How can I stop them? And, they, and they're doing different formation and running in the same plays, and they just finding ways, man. I think that um, I think this is this is probably set up to be one of the best Super Bowls ever, uh, because of how these teams play. And it's going to be a chess match. It's really going to come down to who can turn the ball over the least amount of times. But I can tell you this, if Tom Brady throws the ball, turn the ball over two or three times like he did last game, they will not win this game because Paxman Holmes, they're going to put points on the board.
8: They couldn't cover. Last question for you. Uh, in the first matchup between these two teams, you, you talked about the, the Chiefs just coming out and getting up, on a early, getting up on them early. It seemed like, and you're what, much more of a defensive expert than I am, but it seemed like they made the mistake of trying to single cover Tyreek Hill and he just lacerated them. How do you, when you get whipped like that, and I know they eventually made it a three point game, but really that game, the Chiefs came out and they took control of it early. How much do you totally change what you did the first time when you're going back with a new game plan? Because it wasn't that long ago that when these two teams played in that same stadium, uh, and uh, that was a big game too and the Chiefs just came out and took it to him, how defensively do you respond there? Is it, I guess when you look at the film, you know whether it was primarily something you were doing or they were doing, but how different do you think this kind of game looks?
9: Well, you know, for one, once you face somebody the first time, you start to get a good feel for who can do what, what their capabilities are, what their strengths, and what their weaknesses are. Um, you know, I'll go back to the point I just made that the the hard part about playing the Chiefs is they can run a lot of the same plays but out of different formations. And as, as a, a threat as Tyreek Hill is deep, then they start finding ways to do short screens with him, and he takes it for 15 and 20 and 30 yards every time he touches the ball. So you, it's really hard to game plan them. You, you have to start going after him and, and um, keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. That's what you have to do. You know, if I was if I was Tampa Bay, I would make this a running, bloody game. Draw the clock out as much as possible, and and don't give an uh, an opportunity to turn the ball over. Uh, you know Leonard Fournette and Jones. I would be, you know, they will both touch the ball twenty times a game. This game, I mean, no matter what, they will touch the ball twenty times a game, and I'll make you stop them. Eat up the clock as much as possible, and don't give Patrick Mahomes enough chance, uh, another, uh, enough opportunities to uh, put the ball in the end zone. Um, but this game will come down to the turnover battle. Whoever turned the ball over the least amount of times will win the game. Sean,
8: appreciate it. We've loved having you on all season long. Look forward to a good Super Bowl. Have, hope you have a good off season, my
9: man. Thanks, man. You too. Thunderstruck, adjective.
6: Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival Riding Bolt.
7: What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
2: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast.